Welcome to American Indian Living, a program developed by the Native Education and Health Initiative to improve and enhance the health of people throughout the Native communities. American Indian Living is hosted by Dr. David DeRose, a board-certified specialist in both internal medicine and preventive medicine. Dr. DeRose has a wide range of experience with Native health issues, and he's ready today to help you learn more about your health. Here's Dr. DeRose. Welcome to American Indian Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose. We've got a great show lined up again on today's edition of American Indian Living. And what I'm so excited about is one of the things I take pleasure in is giving you keys to self-care, things that you can do for yourself, things that can make a difference in your own health, improve how things are going in your own life, your family, your tribe, your community. But there are some dangers when it comes to this uh, really revolution in do-it-yourself medicine and health. And to help us with one of those areas where caution is warranted is Dr. Jamie Reynolds. Jamie, it's great to have you with us today. Thanks very much for having me. It's an honor to be invited. Jamie, you are an orthodontist. I think most of my listeners know what that field entails. But for those who are saying orthodontist, it seems I've heard of that just Bring us up to speed. What is your specialty deal with? Sure. So uh, as orthodontists, we uh, first go to uh, college. Um, typically, we major in some type of science because that's the, the type of brains that are attracted to orthodontics. And then we go to dental school. Dental school is a four-year program where we learn about teeth and we do dentures and bridges and fillings and teeth cleanings and stuff like that. And then, um, and then those of us that go into orthodontics, we want to specialize our practice in just orthodontics. So then we go to a two or three year residency following dental school where we learn about how teeth move. And, um, many of us also help with facial growth and development and headaches, migraines, and TMJ, temporal mandibular mm-hmm. joint problems. Mm-hmm. And so then we um, typically restrict our practice to only doing that. So we don't do fillings, we don't do cleanings or root canals or whatever. We just do braces, Invisalign, moving teeth, and headache treatment. So basically, I know when when growing up, the orthodontist was the person that everyone was seemed like checking out, or at least many of my peers. Uh, basically to to straighten their teeth, to get those braces, to get things aligned right. And that's probably the most common reason that people would walk through the doors of an orthodontist, correct? Correct, yeah. Most of the patients we see are people who are interested in improvements of their smile um, or people who want to make sure that their bite fits together in a way that's healthy so that their teeth don't prematurely wear out, they don't have gum problems, or that they don't have headaches, unnecessary headaches. Mm-hmm. Now, I know uh, I've got three children, and it seems like each one of them at some point in their life at least passed through the doors of a, an orthodontist's practice. As I'm thinking about that experience, I seem to recall that even though it was a while ago, it was fairly pricey. Is it still the case, or have the prices gone down and it's uh, you know nickel and dime type treatment today? Typically, orthodontics is, is definitely an investment for a family. In North America, depending on where you live, braces or clear and invisible alignments or, or comprehensive orthodontic treatment, typically in the five to $7,000 range. And so offices kind of fall in between there. You have places like Manhattan where it can be 15000 Typically, if you see an orthodontic specialist, it's in that range, though. 
So basically, there's a lot of incentive for people who feel that they don't have comprehensive dental and orthodontic benefits through their workplace or, you know, funds are tight, but they realize that things are not right. Maybe they're having headaches. Maybe they realize some, there's, there are some major issues with their smile. There's so much today on the Internet, and we on my show talk about a lot of self-care type things. It seems like I've noticed a real movement as far as self-care orthodontics. Is that just from my vantage point, or is there really quite a bit out there dealing with this? Sure. So I think as long as 20 years ago, you would see some people trying to do their own treatment. The most common thing that we would see is people trying to close their gap in between a few front teeth. Mm-hmm. But now with the advent of the internet and social media, ideas are quickly shareable. Whether they're a good idea or a bad idea, they're still very shareable. And so um, we've seen a big uptick lately in people trying to do it themselves. The most common thing that we see is, again, people closing the gap between their two front teeth. Mm-hmm. And the recommendation is you put a, a clear rubber band or a hair tie or something around your two front teeth and uh, leave it on for a few days and it'll close the space. What we have seen is that people go to bed overnight with the little rubber band on and it works its way up under their gums. The people who put it on, they, they think it fell out where they were sleeping, so they put another one on. Oh, wow. And then, then a day goes by and the same thing happens, put another one on. And those rubber bands work their way up the root surface of your teeth. And uh, eventually they extract your two front teeth, so then you wind up losing your two front teeth over trying to close the gap yourself, which is not something any of us would want. Wow, that is amazing. So have you actually personally seen that or just read about it in some of the orthodontic literature? I have seen it once, Uh and then we've all read about it. In fact, Good Morning America in uh, February of this year, 2017, they, uh, they did a feature on it, actually, and had a guy that did it 25 years ago and has now spent $45,000 to try to fix it. Wow. What sounds like, you know, simple physics and you read about it and someone's, uh, no doubt there's websites where someone said, hey, I did this, here's my before and after pictures. But if you don't have the training to know what can go wrong, you're really opening the door for some really serious problems, aren't you? Exactly. The rubber band technique is not all that much different than what we do. We mm-hmm. have more control with braces and wires or with clear aligners to do it. But we are applying tension between the teeth. You hit on it exactly. Is Just with anything, you know, there's a learning curve about what goes right and what goes wrong. And so you don't want to miss out on some of these things that you weren't anticipating because lots of bad things can happen. And so that's where monitoring by a professional comes in. No, I mean, this is such an important point. So you are not just a uh, a dentist, not just an orthodontist, but you're also an educator. I know you're uh, on the lecture circuit. You're doing many talk shows. We're so grateful that you're on American Indian Living today. But you've also written a book. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. You know, I'm from, uh, I, I grew up outside Detroit, Michigan. And those of us who are from around there, we're pretty proud to be from there. A lot of people who haven't visited there before might have their own opinions about what it's like to live uh, in Detroit or around Detroit. But I wouldn't live anywhere else. And so I joke with people that we're very geo-egocentric. Hmm. You know, we're proud of where we're from. If you don't believe me, just ask Kid Rock or Eminem. They'll tell you. <laughs> and so I, I named the book World Class Smiles Made in Detroit. My mom was a teacher, and... Uh, I started thinking to myself, you know, with the million different options that are available today, both braces, clear braces, clear aligners, do-it-yourself, mail-order stuff. Does the orthodontist do it? Does the dentist do it? 
how do I afford it, all of those things, what things should I be thinking about, I, I began to think that my mom would never know how to make a wise decision about how to get treatment for me or my sister. I wanted to write a book that was easy to read, that was broken up into little bite-sized pieces that people could read and, and help make a more intelligent decision about how to choose an orthodontist and what the up-to-the-minute technology and stuff in orthodontics is. Well, that's exciting, and I know you're going to be sharing with us insights from the book because we're anxious to learn all we can. But let me just step back one step because I'm sure many of uh, my listeners are wondering, I mean, what motivated you to uh, to even get on the trajectory you're on? I mean, you told us why you wrote the book, but what inspired a young guy growing up in the Detroit area to say, I want to make a career out of dentistry maybe first or maybe orthodontics from the very beginning? Was that the, the design of going to dental school? It was. If you'd asked young Jamie Reynolds, uh, he would have liked to have been Isaiah Thomas, Detroit Pistons basketball player. You know, I'd like to be his heir apparent. But it turned out that my crossover dribble wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. Uh-huh. And so then I looked at going into athletic training. I liked the science and medical aspects of things, and I love sports, so I wanted to be close to that. And uh, my first two years in college, I went to University of Michigan. I worked with the men's hockey team and the men's football team. But uh, it, it wasn't quite what I expected it to be. Mm. So I thought about maybe orthopedic surgery and, and maybe going a little bit more down the science route. Uh-huh. And then I had a friend of the family who was a dentist, and he found out I was looking at orthopedic surgery. And he called my mom and asked if he, would, he could talk to me and uh, told me about orthodontics and you know how uh, you get to work with kids and it's a real positive environment and uh, he really kind of talked me into it so then i applied to dental school and fast forward 20 years here i am on with you (laughs) wow that's tremendous so basically for those of our listeners who are at that stage in life we have people across the you know the demographic spectrum that tune in some may be wondering about career choices they may be on a reservation wondering what options there are to give back to their tribe, their community. Maybe there is no dental center easily accessible, and they may have visions of helping their people through dentistry. Is dentistry really a a service uh, profession? How how do you see that, Jamie? Meaning, is it? Do you have the ability to give back once you're in the profession? Yeah, I mean, a lot of times people look at at healthcare professionals, uh, whether they're physicians or dentists, and they kind of have a jaundiced eye. You know, people are just in it for the money. It's a, it's a treadmill. You know, you come, go in and go out, and it seems like you're, you know, it costs a lot of money. And they sometimes, I think, miss what a lot of us went into medicine or dentistry for, and that is, at least from my vantage point, it's, you know, helping other people. Is that really something that's close to the heart of, of your peers and yourself? For sure. Um, you know, I, I think it's difficult to label in big groups, any any particular group, whether it be types of people or professions or whatever. And so if you drill down, no dental pun intended, but if you drill down in, inside of any group, then you're going to find people of all sizes, shapes, and colors with all different motivations. Mm-hmm. There's a really great book called The Go-Giver. Hmm. Uh, if you haven't read it, I would recommend your audience picking it up. And it talks about the value of, of giving in your life. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so you know there's there's plenty of people in in all manners of healthcare that you know that love to give back to the community. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, there's different orthodontic scholarships you can apply for, and, and we can maybe talk about that if, if some of your listeners are looking for ways to help afford orthodontic treatment. Um, and so the funny thing is, and this is what the Go-Giver book talks about, is that the more in life that you give, and I've experienced this in my own life, um, the more of yourself, the more of your knowledge, the more of your ability, the more of your time that you give, um, the world has a funny way of of giving back to you. Mm. So, um, you know, I find that people that chase dollars and cents mm-hmm. don't wind up being nearly as successful as the ones that are really focused on doing a great job and giving back, and it has a funny way of working itself out. Yeah, tremendous message. And so whether someone's looking at this from a, a spiritual perspective and the blessings of a creator or whether they're just uh, you know, looking at it from some other standpoint, I think the point you make is is so very valid. Well, Jamie, we want to dive into the the topic at hand in more detail and talk about some of these uh, these questions that come up when it comes to the whole field of orthodontics. Things you can do right, things you can do wrong. Before we close out this segment, just give us a quick overview of where you think we need to go to really explore this issue in detail over the course of the show. Sure. So I'm happy to answer whatever questions that you'd like. You know, great questions are, you know, who should I go see for my treatment and why? Uh, there's some mail-order orthodontic stuff that's coming up now. How uh, how can I make treatment more affordable? So let's say you want to get an orthodontist to do a really great job. Um, are there ways and things that I can ask to make that more affordable? Mm-hmm. What's the latest and greatest and, and um and I'm, I'm happy to answer any other questions. Oh, great, great. Well, we've got a lot coming up in today's show. Jamie Reynolds is going to walk us through the questions that you're asking or the questions you should be asking if you're trying to improve your smile and improve actually your oral health, uh, decrease your risk of headaches, a host of things that Jamie has already alluded to. If you've got to slip away, we don't think it's a good idea, but we know life sometimes does call. Jamie does have a website and a book. Jamie, give us that information before we have to slip away. Sure. Uh, my website is um, askdrreynolds.com, my last name, R-E-Y-N-O-L-D-S. And that's just a website that's aimed at helping to educate people questions. I have a blog on there where I write some stuff. Um, things like this interview after it airs will go up there. And then uh, my book, you can find a link to that on the website or you can find it on Amazon, uh, World Class Smiles Made in Detroit. So you can download it on your Kindle or buy a paperback copy. Perfect. we got to run. We've got a break coming up, but we will be back. Stay tuned for more with Dr. DeRose and Jamie Reynolds on American Indian Living. Don't go away. Today's broadcast has been pre-recorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this. This is Betty White. I know you don't need one more thing to worry about, but listen. High blood pressure can cause kidney damage, blindness, heart attack, stroke. And you can have high blood pressure even if you feel all right. One in seven adults has it. But it's easy to get your blood pressure checked, and you can treat it if it is too high. So don't worry about it. Don't ignore it. Just see your doctor and check it out. For your free booklet, visit the Will Rogers Institute at wrinstitute.org and find us on Facebook and Twitter. Emergency medical. 
medical unit. Respond to 102 Maple Avenue. Possible stroke victim. When stroke occurs, you have 60 minutes to win or lose the race of your life. There are new treatments, but you must get to a hospital fast. If you suddenly feel weakness on one side, have trouble speaking, walking, or seeing, it could be a stroke. Call 911. Get to a hospital. Because how you spend the next 60 minutes could determine how you spend the rest of your life. Stroke. Know the signs. Act in time. A message from the National Institute of Neurological Disorders in Stroke. If you receive disability benefits, keeping Social Security informed is key. Keeping us informed minimizes the chance that we learn about something later that could negatively affect your benefits. That's the surprise no one wants because it creates overpayments that you must repay, disrupts payments, and can even jeopardize your entitlement to Social Security benefits. Learn more about reporting responsibilities for people working and receiving disability or SSI benefits by reading our online publications, Working While Disabled, How We Can Help, and How Work Affects Your Benefits at www.socialsecurity.gov pubs. Some changes can be reported online at www.socialsecurity.gov. You can also notify us at 1-800-772-1213 or contact your local Social Security office. Our goal at Social Security is to pay you the right amount on time every month. With your cooperation to keep us informed of changes, the likelihood of any unpleasant surprises that could derail your benefits will be greatly minimized. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE, 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. You are back with Dr. David DeRose and with Dr. Jamie Reynolds, an orthodontist who's not only making a difference in Detroit, but really around the world through his resources. Jamie, we've been speaking to you about your new book, your practice, and uh, really we're trying to give our listeners some insight into going about this very difficult decision sometimes of really uh, having their mouth, their teeth in optimal shape, if you will. Someone's looking right now, perhaps in the mirror as they're listening to the show. Hopefully they're not doing that while they're driving. And they're saying, boy, I really need to pay attention to my teeth. Uh, Things are really crooked. It seems like I'm having problems. How does someone know whether they've got to get serious about seeing an orthodontist or not? The easiest way to do it is to go visit an orthodontist. Almost all orthodontists in the country offer complimentary consultations. So you can call. All it takes is your time, and then you go visit the orthodontist, and then they can give you an evaluation, and they can um, you know, tell you some things are obvious. Your teeth are really crooked, and they're bothering you, and you're self-conscious about it. And then there's other things, uh, some subtle features of your bite that... Um, that can really be problematic that you might not be able to recognize without extensive training. And so a free consultation is, is my best advice on, on what to do. It just costs you your time. So really the standard of care in the orthodontics industry is that first visit is not going to cost you anything out of your pocket. Typically, and, you know, I think if you're calling, you know, to try to schedule an exam to that. Okay, so make sure that uh, really that's the policy of the practice you're calling. Typically, again, if you're in New York City, uh, you might have to pay some money, but most people I know everywhere in Metro Detroit, for example, they encourage you to come in. Uh, That's what we do in our office. Great, great. So basically, anybody can get some feedback. I mean, maybe in your backyard, if you're in an urban area, 
and uh, you know the cost of office space is very expensive. They might charge you for walking through the door if it's Manhattan or maybe uh, you know downtown, some other uh, big city where, where rents at a premium. But otherwise, you should be able to find someone, a uh, quality orthodontist, to at least take a look and give you some feedback, right? Correct. Well, then let's go the next step because we've already talked. This can be pretty pricey treatment. So someone's thinking right now, well, why am I going to even walk through the door? Because I don't have 7000 or $10,000 in the bank. And uh, what's even the point of someone telling me that I'm worse off than I think I am when I can't do anything about it? Is, is that a legitimate concern that some people might have? Absolutely. Uh, in, in fact, that's one of the of the things in my career that I'm passionate about. Um, as I mentioned before, I grew up around Metro Detroit uh, in a very blue-collar town called Lake Orion, Michigan. It had the biggest factory under one roof uh, in the world at the time. Uh, the factory still exists. And uh, lots of blue-collar people. And so, you know, um, a lot of people in my hometown, and in fact even my parents, uh, struggled a bit to get to get braces for my sister and I, and many people went without braces uh, because they couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a friend of mine and I, uh, we lecture on high-tech orthodontic treatment and digital treatment, really the kind of the cutting-edge type of stuff. And um, the financial procedures that we have been consulted by business consultants for a long time was really, um, if you use more expensive stuff or if you do things faster, then what you should be doing as a doctor is raising your down payment sometimes mm-hmm. in the thousands of dollars range, $2,000, $3,000, $4,000 4, down to hedge your risk. So, you know, I, I was thinking that if that's what I did, then I know my parents couldn't afford it, and, and many of the people who need the treatment that we'd love to be able to give them couldn't afford it either. So we we founded a company called OrthoPi, uh, mm-hmm. which is a software and services and consulting company that is designed to help doctors you know, still be able to choose the uh, the really high-tech treatments, which is expensive to the doctor, uh, and then and then structure their finances in such a way so that um, most people could afford it, so that there would be options in your financial package where it might be no money down or a hundred dollars down, and, and uh, you know a few hundred dollars or under a hundred dollars or one hundred and fifty dollars a month. And so, mm. you know, um, uh, that I think gives a lot of people some options to work it into their budget. No, this is really interesting. So this Orthofi, do I got it right? Is it O-R-T-H-O, Orthofi, F-I? Yes, sir. That's the name of the company. Yeah. So it's in um, over uh, 200 offices around the country. So you could ask a doctor about that. You know, just going in, you shouldn't have to put thousands of dollars down in order to get started with your treatment. The other thing is there's two orthodontic foundations. Mm-hmm. One's called Smiles for a Lifetime. And one, one's called Smiles Change Lives. And uh, they provide orthodontic scholarships for people severely in need of orthodontic treatment who just can't afford even the $150 a month. Mm-hmm. And so you can look online and find those. Um, there's a handful of providers around that do that. Most do one or the other. In our office, we do both. Mm. So we're, we're passionate about giving as many people as we can that just have no other way a helping hand mm-hmm. because we believe smiles are, are so important in uh, people's ability to succeed anymore in the world that we want to pay it forward and help some people that just couldn't get it any other way. And there's a lot of those offices around the country. So if you're really looking at, you know, there's just no way 
there are ways. So go see that orthodontist and look for these, look for Smiles Change Lives and Smiles for a Lifetime online and see if there's a provider near you. So let me see if I've got these names correctly. I know you've mentioned them a couple times, but Smiles Change Lives, is that just smileschangelives.com? Uh, yeah. You can, you know, Google will find it for you very quickly if, if you can get online. Okay. And then Smiles for a Lifetime, that's the other one? Yep, smile, a singular smile for a lifetime. Oh, smile for a lifetime. Yes. So, so basically, these organizations, if I go online, they're going to send me somewhere to an orthodontist that participates with their program. Is that how it works? They'll help you. Yeah, both of them have doctor locators. Uh huh. So then you can type in where you are and you get directed. So, for example, uh, we are the only provider of Smile for a Lifetime in Metro Detroit. Mm-hmm. So if you're anywhere in the area and you type it in there, then you'll wind up seeing that. Same with Smiles Change Lives. There's a couple of providers for that in Metro Detroit, so you may go to a couple of different offices depending on where you are. Uh, so the services can help you. If you really get confused, you can contact them. They both have phone numbers. So they'd be happy to find someone who's closest to you if that's an option. So you, you've really got me intrigued because we started early on in the show talking about one of the things that keeps many people out of the orthodontics office, and that is the the price factor. And so I'm trying. I've never heard of these organizations before. You and I are are talking. I mean, right now in real time. So if I'm in that situation, and I'm not right now, maybe if you looked at my teeth, you'd say, Doctor DeRose, you should be in that situation, but. Anyway, I'm I'm not actively looking for a orthodontic practice, but if I'm in that position, whether it's for me, whether it's for my grandkids, my kids, whatever, this smile for a lifetime or smiles change lives, if I go contact them, they're going to say, go see, for example, if I'm in the Detroit metro area, they might send me to Dr. Jamie Reynolds. That's you. And yep. are they going to pay some of my costs? Are they going to work with you? Are you going to reduce your prices? And they're going to throw in a little bit. How, how does their system work? Why is it helping me? So they both will have you fill out an application. First. Mm-hmm. So they direct you for an application. And so there's some requirements. Uh, most of them are community service based. So they don't just want us to solicit, the pay. This is free braces. This is uh, someone extending a helping hand and, and some paying it forward, teaching as part of the process. Mm-hmm. So they ask questions about what you're going to do to pay, you know, pay it forward. And hopefully there's some lessons learned for these kids that, you know, maybe they can't afford it, but maybe it, it, it ingrains in their mind that when they grow up and they're doing great things to remember that, you know, somebody did something good for them to help give them a helping hand. Well, that's neat. And then the two programs work a little bit differently. So Marvel Lifetime, the patient would pay nothing. And Smiles Change Lives, the patient pays a much less significant fee. So it'll be you know, under seven or $800. Wow. And so the doctors involved in all this, they donate the time and the, the, the braces and everything. The doctors all donate it. They don't, they don't get paid in any way. Wow, this, this is exciting. So you, you really are, are lowering the barriers for anyone to walk through that door. You can get a free consultation. There's programs that can help with assistance. If someone is listening, they're saying, hey, that may be helpful for some people. Um, I can afford it, maybe, but um, I'm working with an orthodontist. I just had that initial consultation. They want that uh, big uh, down payment up front, $3,000 that I don't have. Are you saying such a patient could tell the orthodontist about this orthofy.com? Is that really a website, orthofy.com? Correct. 
yeah, it's a website. And then uh, the more of these doctors that either use the service or are familiar with the, the financial strategies that we recommend will bring down the barrier to entry for people who can't afford it. So, you know, these, these scholarships, they do ask for some tax return information. Mm-hmm. So there's the different types of people, right? There's the people who would rather spend the money on a jet ski than get braces, right? And right, so, right. Um, you know, if that money is existing and you're choosing not to get it in favor of something else, then you won't qualify for these scholarships. Uh-huh. There's the people who are truly in need, and that's what the scholarships go for. And then there's the people that are kind of in the middle that maybe might not qualify for a scholarship but really would have a hard time with a significant down payment. And that's what Orthofy is there for and the, and the financial strategies that we recommend, which is you can still afford the very best. We can just break it down in a monthly amount that you could budget. Tremendous, tremendous. Boy, these are, these are great resources. Well, you may have more questions about orthodontics, about having uh, improvements done to your smile, or actually to help you with headaches or TMJ problems. We've got a lot more coming up with Dr. Jamie Reynolds, but we do have to step away just for a couple of minutes. Stay tuned because we've got a lot more great information for you, your family, your tribe, coming up on today's edition of American Indian Living. Stay tuned. We will be back. American Indian Living will continue in a moment. If you have questions or comments about today's pre-recorded broadcast, please call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. So, you want to be a hero. Here are some ways to get the job. Hunt down that killer shark. Or run into a burning house to save a kitten. Luckily, there's an easier way to become a hero. Call 911 if you see someone experiencing the symptoms of stroke, sudden weakness on one side, or trouble speaking, walking, or seeing. Stroke. Know the signs. Act in time. You'll be a real hero. A message from the National Institute of Neurological Disorders and Stroke. Can you guess what's going on here? It's kids getting fit. Studies show that children and teens who get at least 60 minutes of physical activity a day reduce the risk of obesity, heart disease, anxiety, and increase their overall mood. So whether it's around your neighborhood or at school, just get out and play. For your free booklet, visit WRInstitute.org or call toll-free 877-957-7575 and find us on Facebook and Twitter. The Will Rogers Institute since 1936. My name is Tom Thornton. And my name is Cindy Thornton. We're retired, and this is how we live United. We decided to volunteer with United Way at our community free health clinic. United Way is how we contribute. Because we know our time and money are going to the right places. Judging by the thank yous we get at the clinic, I'd say we're doing the right thing with our retirement, too. We're Tom and Cindy Thornton. We volunteer at our community free health clinic. We don't just wear the shirt. We live it. Give, advocate, volunteer, live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Diabetes affects more than 29 million Americans. If left untreated, diabetes can lead to serious health problems such as heart disease, stroke, blindness, and kidney disease. Your family's health history can be an important factor in determining your risk of developing diabetes. The National Diabetes Education Program wants to help you and your family. Do all you can to prevent or delay the onset of type 2 diabetes. Visit yourdiabetesinfo.org to learn more. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE, 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. 
You're back with the second half of today's edition of American Indian Living. Dr. David DeRose with Dr. Jamie Reynolds. Dr. Reynolds sharing some, I think, just phenomenal stuff for those of you in Indian country and beyond. Resources for orthodontic treatment that I was totally oblivious to. Jamie, you're really doing something for my listeners across the country, and I'm so thankful that you've uh, carved out time to be on the show today. My pleasure. You know, I hope... um... I hope that maybe there's some kids out there that never thought that they would be able to get that life-changing orthodontic treatment. Um, and so if, if one kid is able to get help by the access that they get to this information from the show, then, then that'll definitely make it worth my time. Tremendous. Because American Indian Living is heard on some 150 stations from Alaska to, to Florida, everywhere in between, Huge cross-section of people listens, uh, affluent folks, people who have no problem accessing orthodontic services, folks in some very uh, uh, underserved, very uh, um, financially challenged parts of the country tune into the show. I'm thinking about the kids because I know your focus is on uh, children, and this is a value that's uh, that's very close to the hearts of people throughout Indian country. What do you say to that family, to that child, if uh, braces are not common? Maybe they're not seen at all in their environment. Why would they step out of the mold and be kind of a, a gazing stock, if you will, at their school, at tribal functions? If no one else, none of their peers have braces, wouldn't this uh, cause them to be singled out? Is that really a worry? I don't think so. You know, I think that there's a couple things. You know, number one, we can talk about some of the uh, cool, high-tech, invisible braces and, and clear aligner technologies that are available to move your teeth without braces, if the social aspect of that would be concerned. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that it's, you know, it's not just these, uh, you know, Indian communities that have this. There's CEOs and business people that don't want to be seen with braces on either. So mm-hmm. there are ways around that in, in today's orthodontic technology. Um, the second thing, though, if we're talking about areas without access or under, underprivileged, underserved areas, um, you know, we don't have all that many reservations in my immediate area. We have some more north and south and uh, west of us in our state. But in my area, we have quite a few more urban underserved areas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and so in those areas, at least culturally, having braces is a, is a very cool thing. Hmm. For example, they never picked the clear option. Really? If they were to give them to them for free, they wouldn't take them because the the visual stimulus of them having braces is a status symbol for them. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, it's kind of like bling. <laughs> like <laughs> you might see on rap videos and stuff. <laughs> People really think it's cool. Even the adults, they, uh, they ask for the silver braces typically from the real urban areas. That is so interesting. Well, talk talk with us about these different options because I know that's got to be running through people's minds. I mean, we've seen people. I mean, I have with the clear braces. I've seen folks with the metal braces. I mean, that's I think what most of us are familiar with if we've been around for any length of time. What are the pros and cons of those different approaches? Yeah, so there's there's a bunch of different types, right? There's the same. Same old regular metal braces that we've been using for 50 years that a lot of people still use. And then there's some that kind of look like, at least to the layperson, the same old metal braces that are incredibly sophisticated and all computer modeled. And, and you can 
scan someone's teeth in a computer. You don't have to have those molds that make you gag, and then you can three-dimensionally model their mouth, move their teeth on a CAD CAM uh, engineering animation software, take them from crooked to straight, and then reverse engineer the mathematics on every single tooth and build an entirely mathematically customized bracket system that's unique for each individual person, like wow. a fingerprint. Uh-huh. And so uh, there's technologies abound. You have to think about what your goals are. So is your goal for it to be less visible? Is your goal for it to be more comfortable? Is it goal for it to go faster? Is it goal for it to take less trips in and out of the office? And so depending on what your goals are, there's a bunch of different ways that you can craft the selection of the technology for the particular treatment goal if that makes any sense. Sure, and it, it kind of brings me back to this question that still circulating or resonating in my mind, and that is about the orthodontics uh, practices that are saying offering, hey, we're looking at offering these highest tech stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that maybe some practices, uh, maybe older practices may not have invested yet in all the technology for the highest tech treatments. Is that a safe uh, thing to guess? Sure. I mean, there's there's uh, the people that, you know, they graduated and they haven't done anything different for the last 50 years because that's just what they're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. There's companies that might, um, you know, that are a little disingenuous, just like any other business where they might lead you to believe they're offering you the high-tech stuff, but they actually are buying knockoff stuff from China that helps their bottom line. Um, and then there's the offices that are really are using the high-tech stuff, uh, that they're investing tons of time and, and money in themselves to be able to deliver the li- most leading-edge care to their patients um, that are a- actually able to come through and deliver that, um, you know, leading-edge treatment. Now, is there some website that uh, independently evaluates orthodontics practices? I mean, if someone says, well, how do I know if I'm, this guy says he's the, you know, offering the highest tech stuff and I've talked to a few people who saw him or her, and they're happy. Is that enough? Yeah, you know, there's um, uh, the easiest place to go for your listeners probably is just my website, AskDrReynolds.com. Uh-huh. And then there's a lot of resources on there. Shortly there will be a, a blog a blog that's published that says 11 things every parent should consider before choosing an orthodontist. Oh, great. So that's actually a, a chapter at the end of the book, too. It's the last chapter, so. They can find it there. I think it's nine bucks to download from Amazon for your Kindle reader. Um, and so, uh, you know, there's just some specific questions that you should be asking uh, before choosing. There's actually a whole other in-depth chapter in the book that says how to choose your best provider. Mm, very good. Certain questions, you know, are you an orthodontist? A lot of people do braces and they... Um, they offer orthodontic, orthodontic services, but if you're also doing fillings and cleanings in your office, then uh-huh. you're a general dentist who's offering orthodontic services, okay. which is fine, and they can do a nice job, but a lot of them misrepresent themselves to the public that they're an orthodontist when they're, in fact, have an attendant residency and they, they don't devote their practice to that. I see. It's a good question. No, are you an orthodontist? The answer should be simple, yes or no. Uh-huh. Um, you know, did you attend a full-time residency again? Yes or no, mm-hmm. um, and then you know if they if you continue down the path and they satisfy you with some of the initial answers, you might ask them, "Have you ever treated a case that's similar to mine? Hmm. And can you show me some pictures?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So that's a great question, right? So, um, you know, it's not just a- anyone who is experienced uh, and does beautiful work typically has lots of pictures they like to show off mm-hmm. to, to brag to you about what a great doctor they are. Mm-hmm. And so they should have some pictures that they could show you. And so um, the key is to just make sure that you understand that you're getting what you pay for. And so you don't want to find yourself in the hands of uh, somebody who's, who is, you know, the person that gives all of us in healthcare a bad name. Mm-hmm. We had a, a cancer doctor in Metro Detroit that was prescribing chemotherapy for people that didn't have cancer. Wow. So, and to, to admit that those type of people exist is disgusting, but it, the reality is the reality. Mm-hmm. So basically, we can get a lot of information, any of us, myself, any listener, at Ask Dr. Reynolds, and that's A-S-K to ask, and then D-R, correct? Yeah. Reynolds, R-E-Y-N-O-L-D-S dot com. Yep, and there's also a friend of mine in Texas named Dr. Greg Jorgensen. Mm-hmm. His last name starts with a J, J-O-R-G-E-N-S-S-E-N, I think, but I probably misspelled it. Mm-hmm. He's been writing a blog online for years. It's a great orthodontic blog with tons of uh, information out there, Dr. Greg Jorgensen. So he uh, he's a good resource, too. Great. And then you also mentioned your book. And uh, give us again the name of the book. Yeah, World Class Smiles Made in Detroit. And so just type that under the top bar of Amazon or into Google, and uh, you'll find it. Great. World Class Smiles Made in Detroit by Dr. Jamie Reynolds. Correct. Great, Jamie. Well, let's let's come back to a, a question that... Uh, I think the dialogue at least has begged in my mind because we've talked about these clear braces versus metal braces. We've been talking about some of these generalities, but I'm thinking of a friend I had, person uh, in my age, not a, a youth, and they wanted to go with the clear braces. Were they subjecting themselves to a shorter or a longer time frame or is time not an issue with the clear versus metal braces? Uh, again, it depends on which side. It's a great question. What type of clear braces you use? Okay. So if you use the highest tech ones, um, my personal favorite braces are what's called the Damon system. Uh-huh. D-A-M-O-N. Uh-huh. Uh, and they can actually, if you're interested in, in a Damon system provider, you can go to DamonBraces.com and they have a doctor locator. So you just mm-hmm. type in your zip code and they can show you where the closest Damon provider is. And they have two, two flavors, the metal braces, well, three really. The metal braces, the clear braces, and then the, the mathematically customized one, what we talk about, which is called insignia. And those are the three technologies that we use in our office. And so with the clear braces or with Invisalign, you know, the clear, customizable clear retainers, you can many times get treated just as fast or faster than with the metal braces. Oh, really? Okay. So it's not a speed issue at all when it comes to the material that's used, uh, at least in constructing the braces. Correct. Well, uh, the different braces types, um, they, they do come in a slow and fast version. So you have your your Maserati, and then you also have your, you know, your Pinto, I guess. Okay. <laughs> you know, your slow one, an old one. And so, um, you know, if you pick the really high-tech clear brackets, they don't stain, which is nice. So, you know, when you eat ketchup or whatever, uh-huh. they don't turn your braces pink and look nasty. Right. Uh, and they can work quickly and do a beautiful job. So when we talk quick, we talk long. I mean, of course, it's going to be relative to how bad someone's teeth are, but is there a range? I mean, if someone's listening to the show and they had financial reasons they weren't going forward, will they say, well, okay, these guys are, 
are talking on this show, maybe I could afford it. Maybe I could have payment plans. Maybe I could get some assistance. But I just couldn't have something in my mouth for 20 years. Well, of course, we're not talking 20 years. But what is the time sure. frame? So um, that's a great question. So uh, in my office, the average time for treatment is 15 and a half months. Really? Treatments as quickly as eight or nine months and as long as uh, two years, depending on what you need. Mm-hmm. There's also some neat physiologically modified techniques where you can have a little minimally invasive procedure on your gums, and then it makes your teeth move about three times faster. Wow. So I finished some patients in three or four or five months. No way. Three to five months? Three to five months. Yeah, those are your, those are your you know, super NASCAR um, racing cars. So you do the high-tech braces, and then you combine it with the minimally invasive procedure called corticotomy. Uh-huh. And then that uh, customizes the braces so that they move faster, and it also changes your physiology. So your body is sort of in healing mode, mm-hmm. and then that makes things accelerate really quickly. And so you can you can treat people shockingly fast and very safe. Wow! So it's a way to get just the highest tech, leading edge treatment combined together with physiologic acceleration. Amazing. Wow, this is amazing. But, Jamie, we got to step away just for a moment. If you're engaged by this dialogue, I am too. We've got a final segment coming up on today's edition of American Indian Living. More great information for your oral health, your smile, your future. Don't go away. Final segment coming up of American Indian Living. I'm Dr. DeRose. Today's broadcast has been pre-recorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this. One day, I'll teach chemistry to kids. I'm going to be an architect. My dream is to be a chef. At the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Federal Student Aid, we provide more than $150 billion each year in grants, loans, and work-study funds, making higher education possible for anyone at any stage of life. I can go back to college. I can change careers. I can make a difference. Federal Student Aid, proud sponsor of the American Mind. Learn more about money for college at studentaid.gov. Diabetes is a serious disease that runs in families. If your parents or siblings have type 2 diabetes, you have a greater chance of getting the disease. If you're African American, Hispanic, or Latino, American Indian, Alaska Native, Asian American, Native Hawaiian, or Pacific Islander, you also have a higher chance of developing the disease. The National Diabetes Education Program wants to help you understand your risk. Visit the NDEP website at yourdiabetesinfo.org for diabetes prevention tools, including the Family Health History Quiz. It started off as a normal day. I felt fine when I arrived at the plant. Ruth Junius's life was about to change. Then I dropped my keys. They kept slipping out of my hand. My arm felt numb. A co-worker asked me if I was okay, and I couldn't speak. I started to get scared. Ruth was having a stroke. People around her weren't sure what to do. They thought I should go home or lie down, but I knew something was very wrong. I wrote 911 on a piece of paper with my other hand. And someone called for me. Because everyone acted quickly, doctors at the hospital were able to give Ruth treatment that started to reverse the symptoms. Within a few minutes, I was talking again. I didn't know a thing about stroke before I had one. Now I make sure that my friends and family know all the signs of stroke so they'll get help fast if they need it. No stroke. Know the signs. Act in time. Call 1-800-352-9424 for more information. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, National Institutes of Health. 
You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE, 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. We are in the final segment now of today's edition of American Indian Living. From my perspective, a great show talking about some very practical things that can make a difference as far as your smile, as far as your future, as far as your dental health. And Jamie Reynolds, my guest, Jamie, you've been uh, just sharing some great information that's been eye-opening to me. Uh, People don't have to have a huge bank account to get orthodontic services. They don't have to have years and years of time. Uh, this is just really good news. But I realize there's some pitfalls, too, because I think there's a lot of people out there promoting these quick and easy braces that maybe aren't fully delivering on the promise. Is that true? It is. You know, unfortunately, the the big business knows that people want braces, and but they don't want them for very long. Uh-huh. Uh, just be careful for... Providers that are that are selling you something with the speed or the timeliness of it in their brand name, something like if it's really fast or that if it you know it only takes X number of months, five or six months. If that's actually in the brand name of it, it typically is a is a gimmicky system. Um, most orthodontic specialists don't use those, so again, that's why it's good to find an orthodontist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just like everything in life, sometimes. To get what you want takes a little bit longer than you might think, but it's worth it in the end. No, I mean, great message. And and presumably your book helps us walk through all those questions, right? Yep. There's a whole chapter devoted to that. Well, regardless of where you live, if you're just joining us on American Indian Living, Dr. Jamie Reynolds, who is based in the Detroit area, has a book that is called World Class Smiles Made in Detroit. Probably the easiest place to pick it up, I'm assuming, is going directly to Amazon. Yeah, that's probably the easiest. Mm-hmm. But then they can go to your website, Ask Dr. Reynolds. That's askdrreynolds.com, and you've got links to purchase the book there, I'm presuming. There's links to the book. There's some blogs that we've been writing and some other articles that I've written. I do a fair amount of writing in general. So um, it's a good place, hopefully, for free uh, information for people looking at orthodontics. Great. And uh, for some some of you tuning in, Dr. Reynolds and I have, have talked uh, off-air. We're hoping to get him to write for our uh, print edition of American Indian Living. Some of you know that we have a, a magazine that complements the show, so hopefully uh, we'll get uh, Dr. Reynolds behind the pen for us, not just uh, posting that blog post. <laughs> I'd be honored. Well, well, Jamie, let's come back to some of these questions that are out there. You know, one of them we haven't talked about, you and I have alluded to, and I forget whether we're actually on air or off air when we were talking about it, but there's these mail-in uh, or these mail-order orthodontics providers What's the deal with this? Yeah, so the next thing um, past the do-it-yourself is the mail order. So they'll send you a, a kit where you can take molds of your own teeth, mm-hmm. um, and then you send it in, and then they'll send you 20 plastic trays in the mail. So a couple of things to be wary of that. Um, for somebody who's taken lots of molds of teeth over the years, um, it's very difficult to do without making someone throw up. <laughs> really? So if you're, you're going to be taking these on yourself, you know, be prepared, have the garbage bucket near. Um, wow. And so it, it's also hard to get them accurate. So the, the odds that you'll be able to get an accurate mold, that they can make a tray that fits, and the fit of the tray is the key to everything. Uh-huh. The other thing is a good rule of thumb is that <clears throat> if anybody other than you can tell that your teeth are crooked, then the at-home system is probably not going to get you to that 
perfect result if that's what you're looking for. Huh. If you're thinking that anything is better than um, than nothing, then maybe the at-home aligners are a good system for you. But they really can't move your teeth all that far in 20 trays. It takes a lot longer. The problem, again, is with the marketing. So if you go to some of their websites, they, they'll market to you like they are the ideal solution, give you that smile you've always dreamed of. But, again, um, many times doesn't deliver. Mm-hmm. So just be careful. And if someone does something like that, even if it works, at least to some extent, they really haven't saved anything if they want that perfect result because you're not going to charge them less if they come in your practice because they did something like that. Or or would it per- perhaps uh, save them some time and effort? Uh, most of the time when we see these patients, they're worse off than when they started. Wow. Um, and so we, we do fix a lot of these fast treatments or uh, at-home treatments. Uh-huh. Um do-it-yourself treatments, we fix a lot of them. Like I said, they typically come in worse than where they started from. So one of the things that uh, I know is available are YouTube videos that talk about more than just rubber banding teeth like we talked about in the first segment. Are there really some things that, uh, I mean, just be honest with us. Have you ever had someone walk in your practice who did this do-it-yourself method and you said, wow, I mean, I'm surprised this came out pretty good or (laughs) would that be pretty unusual? No, um, because the, one of the things that's really hard to control is the, the dimensional direction of tooth movement. So your teeth, you know, they're moving in multiple dimensions. Uh-huh. So attaching a little rubber band only pulls in one, typically. Uh-huh. And then, um, you know, anything you do with tooth movement, you talk about retainers. And so <clears throat> if you don't make a retainer, then the tooth won't stay there. Hmm. And so, you know, by the time they, they take this stuff off, usually by the end of the day, any movement that they've gained has gone away. Really? And so you have to have a retainer made in order for your teeth to stay in any new position. So I've never seen anyone that did anything meaningful in a positive way for their for their own teeth. Well, that's sobering. I, I know. I guess you could say the proponents might say, well, of course, the orthodontist hasn't seen them because they're doing so great they never needed to walk through your doors. Potentially. You know, as we talked off there, you know, the reason why I do this stuff, the reason I wrote a book, the reason why I'm on a radio show that, you know, there's probably not all that many listeners in my backyard. Um, is because I'm an advocate for the consumer. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a big believer in that people should be doing and getting what they think, you know, they should be getting what they pay for and doing things that are good for them, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I, we just see too many people really causing outsized harm. So, you know, losing your front teeth. If you ever want to have a natural-looking smile again, it's going to cost you forty or $50,000. So... I don't want people to get the idea this is possible and, and be wrong, and be wrong in a big way. No, I mean, great point. Well, you know, you mentioned people in your backyard. I was just actually in Michigan, wow, within the last year, speaking at a, at a fairly large gathering, there is a radio network in Michigan called Strong Tower Radio. I don't think they have a station in the Detroit area, but I know there are a lot of listeners in Michigan because people were coming up to me saying, hey, we listen to you on Strong Tower Radio. Um, if someone elsewhere in the state, and I know Michigan's a pretty big state, maybe it's a, let's say, for a listener, four-hour drive to Detroit. If they're thinking, well, maybe this is an option, how often would someone have to come in for a physical visit with an orthodontist? Sure. Usually visits are about once every two months. And then the next question that people should ask is not, you know, okay, how often, but also how many total visits. Mm -hmm. And so there's a big range. 
So nationally, the average for a trip in and out of the orthodontist is uh, 25 visits. Uh-huh. Got to come in out 25 times. In our office, it's uh, just under 12. Wow. So if you're using these technologies, you can be in the office a lot less. We have some patients that finish in six or seven visits. So we do have patients that live in other states or uh, come from even other countries to be treated in our office because of the efficiency. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, those two questions, how long in between, but also ask how many total visits. That'll give you a, you know, if the doctor's not, if they don't know the answers, that means they're not paying attention to them. And if, if you don't pay attention to numbers, they're always longer than you think they are. Mm-hmm. Boy, that is just great information. So if someone is in Michigan or Indiana or some nearby state, and they want to actually connect with your practice. Does that Ask Dr. Reynolds website get them that information as well? It does, yep. Our, our main website for our practice is myamazingsmile.com, so you can you know, watch videos and get some information about our practice. There's also some things you can read on there that are informational that might help. In fact, that 11 questions thing we talked about earlier, you can get that on our main My Amazing Smile website. Oh, good. So My Amazing Smile, have I got it? Yes, sir. And that's .com. Yeah. You know, last question that I've got, I mean, we could ask, uh, you know, a hundred of them, but um, we start at the beginning talking about careers and, and dentistry, how you got on that path. Talk to someone who may today be on a reservation. Maybe it's a small uh, tribal school. I mean, is dentistry a viable profession for someone who isn't coming from one of these high-tech school systems that have all the latest and greatest science uh, resources? Sure. You know, my own personal philosophy on success in life is that it can be summed up in two words. First word is passion, and second word is determination. Hmm. So I would encourage everyone to find something that they really care about. Mm -hmm. If you strike that, you know, that note within yourself, then and you'll work for it, and it won't seem like work. Hmm. So, you know, I love orthodontics, and so I do a lot of things that I never would have believed as a kid I would have done because it, it would have seemed like work, but it doesn't seem like work down to me. It just seems like what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second thing is you know, the, the world, if I can guarantee you anything, it will put obstacles and roadblocks in your way. Right. And so, uh, you know, those that achieve success are the ones that are able to navigate those. I can't, you know, that, that's the one thing. I can't tell you what they'll be. I'll just tell you there will be plenty of them. And the better you are at moving around them, the more determined you are, the more success you'll find. Tremendous. You can find something you're passionate about and, and approach it with great determination, and the world is truly uh, your oyster. Wow. Well, great note to close on. Jamie, our time has run out. We have got to go. But thank you so much for joining us, and thank you to each of my listeners for joining us on today's edition of American Indian Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose, as always, wishing you the very best of health. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.